everything just lined up perfectly <clears throat> on one random day, and it just we're random. I think we're random. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the Sofa Sound Part One. Now Part Two. <laughs> You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. We have to go back. Try to... I'm in my element. When you have talented young men making music, it's something. But when they're all from the one family, well, it's worth hearing. And what's more, they're brothers as well. Ladies and gentlemen, rock, rock, rock and... Welcome to The Lost Dial. Welcome to The Lost Dial. Lost Dial. Lost Dial. Lost Dial. Lost of the United. D. Sterling Watson and Michael James Dupal revealed to all of Terry Fenner. The Lost Dial. Welcome to the Lost Dial. I, I can't get these memories out of my mind and some kind of Some kind of madness was taking 
to the 128th installment episode of The Lost Isle, the beautiful, lovely, very talented and educated, smart, beautiful, sophisticated Twyla just walked in, so she's sitting to my left. I thought you were describing me. Oh, poor baby. And he lit up like it was. Yeah. <laughs> he says he doesn't you know, blush, but... but uh, yeah, I saw it all over his face. Oh. Mm. But yes, and then there's T. Sterling Watson. No, I, I, he is a, um, he's a wonderful, thoughtful, brilliant, oh, sophisticated man. He uh, brought yeah. me in a copy, a unopened, brand new, crisp copy of Mafia. Jane Austen's Mafia, because I, I wouldn't be able to found it or find it unless I put in that particular specific title. Did you order it? Hmm? Did you order it? Maybe. Oh, oh, God, he's so thoughtful. I do what I can. I'm like, I have one request for my birthday. I want you to make me coffee of mafia. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, um, Jay Moore's in it, Lloyd Bridges, uh, Olympia Dukakis. What happened to her? Uh, Christina oh, Yeah, Christina Applegate. Everybody loves her. But yeah, it's a spoof on all the mafia movies. It's, uh, it's wonderful. It's, it's a classic. Yeah, like you said before, it was right at where the uh, spoofs kind of went. Started to go downhill, and yeah. And kind of gotten I think it was, it was probably like one of the last great ones. Um, people would include Scary Movie into that. Um, but we already agree that we like Scary Movie 3 versus the... I hate that stupid movie. What, scary Movie... No, scary Movie 3 is stupid. <laughs> yeah, you looked at me and you're like, what? Never mind. Who never are mind. you? Just, just forget it. Just forget it. Anyway, we're here with Um... I don't know, I guess. Maybe. Well, I guess I'll just say it. Well, happy birthday to you, Mike. Happy life anniversary. Oh, happy thank you. birthday. It's my, thank you very much. It's my uh, 32nd uh, spin around the sun. Hmm. It's, been, uh, it's been good. It's been nice. I, I think um, there was a certain age, I guess maybe 27, 28, where it no longer was fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like. But see, I don't feel that way. I'm already, I'm already ready to call my uh, primary care physician and set up a, an appointment for a physical um, and get my oh, cholesterol you checked out. You uh, no, I've had insurance for a while that Great. I pay for, um, and it's a fortune. But, uh, yeah. uh, but, you know, I don't know. In the past couple of weeks, I've, I've really it's been popping up in my mind. Like, you know, I'm not 40 yet, but I should probably start thinking Getting about ready? my health you know oh your health okay you know what i mean like and i my family has a history of the high blood pressure and the cholesterol and heart problems here and there and you know i smoke like a chimney and i don't drink anymore i don't do drugs i smoke that's what i do i smoke cigarettes a lot if you can't tell <laughs> uh, but my over yeah that voice isn't, voice isn't just natural i wasn't born like this everybody it uh hard to believe but, it, yeah. it, it took some time uh, some torture to my uh my esophagus and lungs i guess there's hmm. <laughs> all this doom and gloom on my uh <laughs> <laughs> no but you know so um and i definitely did my share of partying back in the day so i don't know it's just it's time i think you're still young thank you twilight how old are you? You're, you're not one of them ladies who likes to say. No, I'll tell you. You look very good for whatever your age is. 67. Get the... Okay. No. Honest to God. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut... I, I'm not... Uh, are you talking to me like that? I know. I know. What did you say, 67? 67 years old. Doesn't you look it. We'll have to take a picture of you and put you up for viewers to see you. No. I think you're... 
yanking my chain. Is, is she doing that? Is she? I, is she that I've type never, of gal? I've never asked. I, well, she wouldn't lie to you, no. But you took care of yourself. That's for sure. Had a good life. Hmm. Very good life, and you do too. Hmm. You are what you think you are. See if you quit smoking now. You are now. what you eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See if, if you quit smoking now, maybe you know. Easier said than done, my friend. It's a, uh, it's a toughie. <clears throat> I know I have shoddy willpower. So we'll see. You got through your 67. book. Sixty-seven. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Did you know I wrote a book, Twyla? No. A novel, and I'm really? actually working on my second. While I'm while I'm waiting for the government to respond to my. Uh, 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 I, I basically I'm, I sent my novel my first novel in to be copywritten to the US Copyright Office we all know how the uh, gears of the government don't Brand spin slowly. too quickly <laughs> so uh, I've been waiting since June so for, who's your publisher? I don't have one yet I won't send it to anybody until right. it belongs to me because I'm, I work too hard on it so I was just telling Sterling so but I'm working on a second one right now um, and it's really been coming along I guess the you know while I'm waiting, Might as well the start more material one. I have, the better. I kind of want to get an agent first. You're they smart. they say it's it's if you start sending stuff into publishers and you're a first time author, eh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. And there's always self publishing these days. So was it autobiographical? No, it's it's fictional. Oh, the one that well, that's I'm wor- even more reason why you should get a copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I'm working on now is fictional, but it is semi loosely based on an experience I had uh, working at this particular place in high school, and I watched uh, basically the longest running colonial style inn. This is a four star restaurant, but it was the oldest, longest running inn in New England at the time, um, and. I'd say the early 1800s is when it all started. But family to family, you know, over mm-hmm. time bought it and it, it continuously ran. And I worked there the last four years. Uh, this uh, big Irish Catholic family from Boston bought it and I watched them drive it into the ground, basically. And since then, anybody who's bought it has had a hard time getting it going again. So, but I witnessed a lot of things. Um, this family was just scandalous, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I've recreated characters. It's not, you know, I've taken these people so and it's not like an expose evil spirits. Well, there was uh the building is very old and there was a room up on the third floor that had a, there was a story. I never Some saw activity. Anything. Yeah. Uh, ghost hunters went there and, uh, there were a few things written about it, but, uh, no, I don't think these, uh, this family had, uh, anything to do with the, the paranormal they were just rotten people who they basically used the place as a they used the place they ran up bills and expenses you know and they could for so long and then things started falling apart and they couldn't you know at the end they couldn't even make payroll i mean people were going to cash checks and Mm. they couldn't cash them i mean that is tragic, mm-hmm. especially when you've got a successful business. I mean, it was an amazing place. I mean, I spent time there even when I wasn't working, you know. It was an inn. I mean, it was a very large colonial building. Um, it had a four-star uh, restaurant in it. Um, it had two, le- uh, two stories of rooms above it. I mean, they weren't, you know, it wasn't 
Oh, like the Hilton or something? Yeah. Like you know, it wasn't um, the Waldorf Astoria because this place is old. Some of the floors were like uh, like humped up like this because... But well, that's know, sometimes why people would go to places like that. Right, exactly. It was, the, it was the charm, the ambiance. Nostalgia. And, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's oh, what I I'm... Remember the 1800s? No, oh, the good old 18th century. But uh, that's what I'm writing about now. And like I said, it's all being recreated to be a fictional story, but... Uh, I have a lot to work with because I witnessed a lot. And I was in high school, too, when I started working there. And I, I started as a dishwasher, and I ended up working my way up to... I ended up being a schedule manager in the kitchen, and then I went out to the dining room, and I was a waiter. Then I worked my way up to a host. I bartended, even though I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I was very young, but... <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm working on right now. Should be It should be... Uh, uh, you've something got, that you've the got uh, two perspectives now mm-hmm. your young perspective and your older perspective that's right exactly it's yeah it's good that i've waited this long to actually write about it i think you're 45 year old so. <clears throat> yes. and i think the uh the, the production studios are going to be chomping at the bit for this one that's when authors start making their money you know yeah definitely um and they can only adapt it if i have complete uh if i have you know supervision of these fools. creator control yes yeah even uh, I want to be part of the uh, the directing of it, the editing, every aspect of it, because I don't, you know. So do you see it as more of a uh, a series, like probably going to this know. one that I'm working on now could would make a great show, actually a TV series. But I don't want some idiot like Michael Bay to get a hold of it and just like make a would. mockery of it. I don't think he would. This, I mean, the way you're describing it already, it's not. I don't. I don't hear anywhere there's explosions. right. No, but I'm no. I'm just saying someone, you know. Not Michael Bay, obviously, obviously, but somebody just making a mockery like of it. Like a Matthew Weiner or somebody like that. Oh, he would. Oh, I would. I'd hand it over to him on a silver platter, mm. Matthew Matthew Weiner. You'd even give up the, the directing rights. No, no, I'd yeah. still have to be there. But I heard Michael Bay might be uh, doing a remake to The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I Please, God, heard no. something of a rumor of that nature, or he was involved. No. <laughs> Um, I, not I don't think it was like going to be like a shot for shot remake of uh, the birds, mm-hmm. so, sort of similar to some other director. It's going to be a Psycho. visual spectacle, like and all the rest of his movies. They have, you know, shoddy acting, shoddy story. It's just a lot of whoa, look at that. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little skeptical again uh, with the uh, mm-hmm. new mutant ninja turtles. Coming out. Uh, yeah, they, they don't need to do that either. They've I don't know. It looks a little frightening to me. What's this Marky Mark Wahlberg is going to be in the new Transformers, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that it does look good. And from what I'm hearing, it's not going to be much like the first three, even though it is a sequel of them. But mm. we'll wait until it gets a little closer. Which what happened to um, what's his? Oh, that's right. He uh, he's hiding out, right? Yeah, he's he's uh, not famous anymore. Yeah, Shia he's uh, renounced his uh, fame. Really, he I think he just wants to focus more on like the arty um, films, like the art house films now, uh, oh, independent stuff. Oh, good for him. I guess good I for know. what's his face, Shia Shia LaBeouf. Ah, yes, LaBeouf. That's right. But I think that's what he's. Uh, Trying to focus on, I think. I don't really know. The last movie he came out with, or not him, but the last movie he's in is called um, uh, Nymphomaniac. It's uh, with a director. I can't think of his name right now, but it's all over the news. Well, the entertainment news anyway. Um, split into two parts. So 
It's out there on video on demand. Oh. Really, really. The other movie I saw was Noah. You did see it? I did see Noah, yes. My mom actually was like, you want to go see Noah with me? <laughs> she was asking to see it with her? Mm. You didn't want to go? No, we might, yeah. Oh, oh I thought you... We're going to have to, you know, forge a time in our busy schedules, you know. You're going to have to rewrite the biblical story of Noah. It's not the same. You saw it too? Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. Um, you know, hardcore Christians are creaming in their pants over this. Well, there it's, and it was uh, something that was going. It was con- controversial from the very beginning, you can especially because uh, the director, as we talked about, Darren Aronofsky, um, yeah. he's got a he's got a vision for pretty much all of his films. And a lot of people said that uh, if you liked the Fountain, you probably like this one. Yeah, the Fountain was really far fetched. It was, and it was really. I out loved there. it. <clears throat> it was one of the few movies that he did that I actually kind of liked mostly like, because what of the, the what after that one you know yeah because i like, had no idea what was going on but yeah. visually it was stunning i loved it and then um so with that in mind i went in to watch noah uh but i didn't really think about the fountain i thought more about the tree of life which is another film that probably very few people have seen um because it's just totally out there it doesn't make Who too much that? sense um terrence uh howard is his first name who the terrence? hell is terrence howard is that somebody? I, know, I think yeah, somebody just made he's up. He's the one that plays in uh, Best Man's Holiday. Best oh, okay, Man. right. Right, right. Did we talk he, about him recently? Why did his name pop up in my head? He played the butler with... Uh, he, he was in the butler. We didn't, we didn't talk about I him. I must have either. heard his name recently, and that's why it's just like... It just popped up in Iron my head Iron Man, like maybe? That. Well, we haven't talked about that yet. No, I don't... Terrence Malick. That's who I was trying to come <clears> up with. But, um, <clears> yeah... Noah reminded me of that because of the visuals, the way it was like presented. Um, and yes, it is partially based on the Bible, um, but the biblical story, like actually in Genesis, is very quite short. Right. So they had That's to fill in said. a lot of blanks to fill right. in two hours. Kind of like taking The Hobbit and turning it into a, uh, a trilogy of three-hour-long movies. <laughs> yes. Um, I've never read it, and I really have no interest in seeing it. Nah, me neither. So it's probably the only bias I might have. And people might say, oh, it's great. I'm like, okay. But overall, you were you were happy with Noah? I liked it. Um, there were like some parts that I really couldn't get on board with. I'll just say the word Because away. of your religious beliefs? or Because of what's in the Bible, and yeah, partly okay. religious beliefs. But, right. you know, going from the source material. Um, but, yeah, I'll just say the... One word is just stowaway, so that just should be enough of a warning. Like, should I write that down or something? I don't know. You you could if you want. Um, There are the idea of uh, the watchers, which are something that is somewhat described in the Bible, not how they look, but the way that they uh, appear, their store, the watchers. The watchers. Yeah, Yeah, it'll make no sense now, but they're basically like fallen angels, and then they watch over the people. Does God manifest Himself in this? Just answer me that. Okay. But, I mean, he's present. She or he, I, I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's present. Right. They refer to him as a creator. Are so. you religious, Twyla? Yes. You are. Yes. What, what are you, uh, what uh, organized religion are you a part of? Well, when I started, it was Baptist. But as I've evolved, it's just been the Christian religion and faith. Uh-huh. And basically the teachings of the Bible and you know, again, how you interpret them, what you think. Um, for us, it's taking the word, which is why we were so debating about mm. uh, Noah. Because when you read the 
instructions, for example, they said, well, okay, we're going to go and we're going to get each of the two of them. But I never read anywhere in the Bible where they put them all to sleep. And in Noah, they cook up some sorcery stuff and they put them all to sleep, which probably is very convenient. You don't mm -hmm. have to feed them. You don't mm -hmm. have to that's, worry about them. That's what I was saying. There's a lot of blanks that were right. filled. There them were going, a lot of things that and were And that's why I found it very movie. interesting, very creative. Like, that, okay. That's what I always wondered about, like spelling the it. bowels, all those creatures on one ship. Like, you know, it was a lot of uh, duty. And then his his take on whether or not the race was to continue, hmm. that was a big issue. Yeah, the, Noah had a, uh, a moment of crisis, perhaps. Um, this is in from the Bible or no, from in the, the film? film. Okay. The film. Um, and the only thing I had likened it to was I remember a few years ago. I mean, you might remember too. Uh, NBC had a miniseries of Noah, and that Noah I think it was played by. I want to say John Voight. I'd have to look it up. Eh. Um, but he also had a moment of insanity where I forgot what he was trying to do, but it, it wasn't quite right. Well, they kind of overlap the story of Abraham. You know, Abraham and Isaac, where God told him to go up and make the sacrifice. Of his and, son. Of the son. Mm -hmm. And Isaac says, I see the mm -hmm. bench and I see the knife, but where is the sacrifice? And they kind of incorporated that. And so when Shem's wife got pregnant, he wanted to kill that child. I just want to say really quickly, and I said this to Sterling before, you have a great way of uh, not, not even telling a story, just the, the way you um, express anything, I guess, especially behind the microphone is, is amazing. You. You're very good on, uh, I mean, you're a nice person in general, but I'm saying on the radio, you, um, you sound really good. Thank you. And you're very insightful, so that also helps because we're a couple of dummies. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm smarter than Sterling, though. Truth. Um, Truth be told. I'm sorry, continue. Overall, would you say that you liked mm -hmm. it or you, because of the inaccuracies you didn't really? Well, let me put it this way. I, I had to put it in its perspective mm, okay. and, and from the perspective of how he was presenting it, because I'm a big believer in allowing you to be you and me to be me. Uh, having been married to my husband for over 40 years, we've discovered that each of us have to be who we are in order to join together. It's that diversity that brings the unity. Mm. And so I respected what he did. Did I agree with it? Not really. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's like anything else. When you've learned something and you've grown up with that, that really is your belief. Right, right. You know, and so when you have to step back and look at it from another perspective, then, of course, you're saying to yourself, hmm, could it have happened that way? Mm -hmm. And certainly when you think of all the individuals and everybody going, you you know, in and of ourselves, being ourselves, because that's what makes us unique, is our individuality. So if that's the way he thought of it, I'm looking at it, but do I agree with it? No. But you're entertained. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very entertained. Yes. It's beautiful, mm -hmm. you know. Great you know, imagery, because it, it looked... And it's funny how you said, are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, with uh, the Gladiator. Mr. Crow. And that's also what people were saying, is like, if you like Gladiator and you like Titanic, then that's what this movie is. Oh, it's a good melding of the two. I, I guess. I mean, because I really didn't. I I'm know they were on board. the boat for a while, but it seemed like there was more going on 
off of the boat than on the boat. How did Especially Jennifer Connelly with the watchers, go? Because, with the watchers, yeah. And in the Bible, it talked about the watchers a- actually coming down and, and getting involved with that sounds spooky, though, the, the female race. Right. And that's how they got the, the giants and the 10-foot people and all that. Mm-hmm. So the watchers were portrayed as rocks. Mm. Right. Old molten rocks. And they showed how that happened, too, Mm. which I thought was Mm. that was something I thought was really cool. Again, because of his vision and the way he portrayed it. And did you notice when the Bible clearly tells you when you're absent from the body, you're present with God. Mm -hmm. And so the minute they were killed, boom, they went right back to the light. Hmm. So, yeah, that part I I thought was really I, I really liked it. And the creation story when Noah told the story of how the world was created mm-hmm. and then how evil it got. Um, was Noah supposed to be, he lived to be 800 years old or something, supposedly? No, it was Methuselah, 920. 69. Yeah, 69 years. Now, how 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 was how that explained, or is it? Uh, that's that's something that's in the Bible, too. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first few or 10 or 9 generations, they actually got to live to be that old and after Noah it stopped quickly before we go to break um I heard I don't know how you guys feel about um uh Bill Maher um I'm a big fan of Bill Maher but he is a um uh self-proclaimed atheist (laughs) but he brought up a really good point and the point and you know it was funny as well uh he said basically if if God was so angry um and just fed up with um, his creation, which was man and, and, and every other species on the planet, mostly man though, I'm sure. Um, and decided, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let this guy in on it and he can, you know, do what he has to do to carry on, uh, the species, all the species on the planet, plus the human race. But everybody else is, uh, is done, uh, because I've had it with you all. You're, disgusting sinners blah 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 why did he why didn't he just create something new why did he take the same assholes that he was mad at and send them forth to repopulate the planet well why would you know what i'm saying if i'm I'm forgiving and i'm loving and you're my child i mean a lot of times it happens with parents who have kids that they happen not to agree with how they've chosen their life what they've chosen to do who they are and so you find parents and kids who don't agree, but do I stop loving my child because he doesn't do what I like? Right. I mean, I'm looking at it from, from his side, which I lean more toward his side. I, I don't uh, claim to be an atheist, but um, I guess, see, I don't, I don't see from everything that I've ever been taught about God, I don't see God as being very loving or... Uh, what you just said, the word forgiving. Um, and I guess that's the way he's looking at it too, is though, you know, he's kind of like a jealous, um, vengeful God. And, you know, he threw a little temper tantrum. He killed off the human race, almost all of them, you know, but he created man in his image. Why didn't he just, if he was so pissed off, why didn't he just create something a little bit different rather than, you know, like I said, allow Noah and his family, I guess, to go and repopulate the planet. Well, I guess you could call that an open debate. But for me, for me, I would say that if I do everything and know everything that you're going to do, am I really being gracious? Am I really giving you a freedom of choice? Am I? 
If and I if I say I know everything, every single thing you're gonna do, and every single thing single thing you're gonna say, then am I really giving you choice and freedom to make your own mistakes? This and is as in... you get older and have children, you're gonna understand exactly <laughs> what I say because when my son was about to go away to college, you know, I, I touted to him how great his father and I have been to him, and he quickly and abruptly told me, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't as great as you thought. Ooh. Oh, my. Oh, wow. And this was right before you were sending him off to college on yep. your dime? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> hmm. oh. Right, well, all right, we'll, we'll get back to this. Let's take a break. Um, oh, we got music playing? We got something going. Because, uh, oh, but I don't want that, though. Hmm. <laughs> no! Hold on, let me see if I can... Whatever, we'll do this one. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is uh, episode 128 of The Lost Dial, powered by allnoiseradio.com. Uh, we'll continue this when we uh, return. No. Mind over matter, does it matter to any of us? Don't change. That was a sandwich, wasn't it? <laughs> it that was, oh my oh God. God. We just wolfed down some Nardellis. It was, it was Nardellis. Deli. The, the thing I can't Ishious. get enough of is the cream cheese burrito. I didn't get you one. I'm sorry. Um, uh, and I, I couldn't share. I don't know about a cream cheese burrito. I know because I ate it already. Uh, cream cheese. I don't keep saying cream cheese. Cheesecake burrito. That's what I meant to say. Oh, I'm what? sorry. Cheesecake burrito. Is that a dessert? Yes. Oh, okay. What I'm thinking they? cream cheese because, you know, cream or cheesecake is made with cream cheese. So. so what do they like? Fill it with. It's like a burrito filled with cheesecake. And do they deep fry it or something? I guess. I don't really know how they make it. It's like a secret of some sort, but I'm I'm not going to. It's one secret that I'm going to be okay with not knowing. Hmm. Even though I don't I don't even really know how to make a cheesecake, so I'm I'm just going to I'm going to let them keep that secret. Mm-hmm. If it is a secret at all, I don't know. Maybe they have the recipe like on their website, which I don't have in front of me. It should be like, well, they're on Facebook. I know that much. Yeah. So, check them out on Facebook. They're also on Twitter. Uh, they might be opening up a couple new stores in Wallingford and Southington. Yeah. Uh, based on what I read on Facebook, so definitely check them out. Tell them the Lost Dial sent you. Nardelli's, Nardelli's Grinder Shop. Uh, <laughs> it's delicious <laughs> and nutritious. I Nardelli's. Forgot what their uh, their their their. What's their uh, little their jingle? Slogan. They got to have a jingle. I don't know. I haven't even seen any like commercials from them, so I don't know. Maybe they. For the best cheesecake burrito <laughs> in the town, come to Nardelli's and you will. Hear the sound. Okay, that's simple enough. It's uh, www.nardellis.com. Nardellis Grinder Shop since 1922. Uh, Connecticut Delicatessen. Delic- Delicatessen. Del- Delicatessen, yes. There you go. Nardellis is, is gnarly. <laughs> hey. Nardog. And, like, I mean, deli is right in there. Whoa, in the look at that. That's... Yeah, go right to the website. They're, they're making a sandwich. And there is that much. There is that much meat. God. Darn it. Versus some other, you know. Look at that. And then it gets eaten up by an invisible entity. It takes. And behind the sandwiches, there is their um, gra- their logo, Nardelli's. Grindy very simple, very modest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my smiley face. That's a, uh, what do you call them? A little. Uh, uh, not a boxer. It's a pit bull. Pit bull, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have a slogan. I can't remember where it is. Nogatok. But they've been on uh, the Travel Channel's Sandwich Paradise. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's so people might have seen them from that. But uh, it's another thing. Only in America. Taste the 
Taste the tradition. That's their slogan. Thanks for listening to The Lost Dial. If you like our podcast, please rate us and comment on iTunes and Podbean.com. Also, check out our friends Aaron, Andy, and Amacy at The Porchcast and Didi and Ariel at Catnaps and Cognac. Both can be found on iTunes and Podbean. And now, back to the show. back uh, episode 128 lost dial powered by allnoiseradio.com still here with twyla what's your last name twyla mckinney mckinney twyla mckinney she's great i love her uh and t sterling watson and myself and um uh, we're gonna i want to continue what we were talking about before i don't know what y'all oh well you know i was gonna talk about popcorn but we'll, we'll go on go on what about it nothing really no <laughs> follow-up did we want to? Did we want to play something from this? Or well, because we were talking about Bill Maher before, so yeah. she was, uh, she brought up a, a clip about him discussing atheism should and how p- people are. Yeah, you might as well since we I'm sitting it? here kind of warming it up for you, um, and rather have him say it. Uh, so he's into misquoting. Right. Right. Okay. It's Bill Maher. There we go. <clears throat> and finally, new rule, until someone claims to see Christopher Hitchens' face in a tree stump, idiots must stop claiming that atheism is a religion. There's one little difference. Religion is defined as the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, and atheism is precisely not that. <laughs> Got it? Atheism is a religion like abstinence is a sex position. (laughs) Now, (laughs) believe it or not, I don't really enjoy talking about religion all the time. In fact, not only is atheism not a religion, it's not even my hobby. And that's the best thing about being an atheist. It requires so little of your time. But there is a growing trend in this country that needs to be called out, and that is to label any evidence-based belief a religion. Many conservatives now say that belief in man-made climate change is a religion, and Darwinism is a religion, and of course atheism, the total lack of religion, is somehow a religion too, according to the always reliable Encyclopedia Moronica. Now, it's a dodge, of course, straight out of the grand intellectual tradition of I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) It's a way of saying, hey, we all believe in some sort of faith-based malarkey, so let's call it a push. No. No, 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 no. It's not fair that people who can't defend their own nonsense get to create a fake, fair and balanced argument the way they do in asserting that evolution and creationism are equally valid. I'm not saying that atheists are perfect thinkers. Everyone has blind spots. I'm sure there are atheists who think ponytails look good on a man. (laughs) Pineapple belongs on a pizza. Ayn Rand was an important thinker, but... (laughs) But when it comes to religion, we're not two sides of the same coin, and you don't get to put your unreason up on the same shelf with my reason. 
Your stuff has to go over there on the shelf with Zeus and Thor and the Kraken. <laughs> with the stuff that is not evidence-based. Stuff that religious people never change their mind about, no matter what happens. That's not atheism. I'm open to anything for which there's evidence. Show me a God and I will believe in him. If Jesus Christ comes down from the sky during the halftime show of this Sunday's Super Bowl and turns all the nachos into loaves and fishes, and well, I'll think two things. First, how dare he interrupt Madonna? She is going to be pissed. <laughs> And two, oh, look at that, I was wrong. There he is. <laughs> My bad, praise the Lord. But that's not going to happen. And short of that, if you still insist atheism is a religion, then it's only fair that we get to do all the loony stuff that you get to do. And I'm going to start tonight by unbaptizing Mitt Romney's dead father-in-law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In case you didn't hear, it was discovered last week that Edward Davies, Ann Romney's father, an enthusiastically anti-religious scientist who called organized faith hogwash, was posthumously baptized in the Mormon tradition 14 months after he died. They tried to do it sooner, but he wouldn't stop spinning in his grave. <laughs> so here, then, is history's first unbaptism ceremony right now. <laughs> For the late Edward Davies. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in the presence of math, gravity, evolution, and electricity to honor Brother Edward and to send the powers of SEAL Team 666 to rescue him from planet Klolob so that he may spend eternity with the kind of free thinkers he chose to hang out with on Earth. So by the power granted to me by the Blair Witch, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, e pluribus mumbo jumbo, expecto patronum, sususudio, yo mama. I call upon the Mormon spirits to leave your body the f alone. <laughs> Brother Edward, in this world you had to put up with Mitt Romney, you've suffered enough. <laughs> and finally, new Although America likes to think pardon, it's number pardon, pardon, pardon. Pull that out. <clears throat> so, yeah. Was there anything past that that we were supposed to? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was quite a bit. Helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, it definitely was. He's uh, he's very good at that. Very good at that. <clears throat> so yeah, no, it was very entertaining. Very entertaining. Mm. I think you'd probably get a, a kick out of it. Though. I mean, I want to see it uh, more or less, you know, because I'm a fan of, of the director for the most part. Uh, the Wrestler was the only thing that I was like, I don't know if I'll watch again, really. But 
Uh, other than that, that's depressing. Yeah, I mean, and um, the Fountain was really good, but it's not one that it's also you're going to watch every Sunday. Actually, or something. all of his films are depressing. Yeah, they all are. Um, Black, I'd say Black Swan is kind of where Darren, Ofs- Darren Aronofsky went a little mainstream. I would, yeah, okay, I can, you know I can see I'm, that you know because I mean? it was like one of his more publicized ones. Right, yeah. Um, but Noah is different because, I guess I'll go ahead and say it, it doesn't really have a depressing ending. Oh, no. So. Oh. But it is also his first studio picture, like his major, first major studio picture. Right. And nobody can be surprised that, you know, you take on a story like this and adapt it in, uh, into, as a movie, um, that there isn't going to be a little bit of controversy. I mean, mm. uh, when Mel Gibson made uh, The Passion of the Christ, I mean, mm. there's a lot of them, but I mean... You're going to take on something like that. I mean, not that I, I don't believe Darren Aronofsky is, uh, and the stu- maybe the studio, maybe the suits at the studio are all, you know, upset about, you know, having all this backlash. If there really is a lot of backlash. Uh, it wasn't as much as they thought it yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, sure they prepared for this one. If anything, uh, all that PR is actually good PR. So a lot of people went out and saw it, and I think it was like number one, yeah. at least not last, maybe last week or two weeks. Yeah. But. It, it did it did well so 44 million yes 44 million uh, a lot of reviews came back and a lot of people liked it so even how, even how much did it cost to make that i don't have that information not in front of you no whatever i can imagine probably close to 44 million but he'll, nah, he'll they're he'll, cracking even now either way he's definitely going to make his money back so and yes, darren aronoff he is also an, an atheist too so really yes yeah, I don't know much about him as a as a person actually. Um I'm a fan of of his work, of his earlier work especially, but uh yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I found that I was like, "Oh, okay, that's even more interesting." That's very interesting. That's almost like um a white guy directing um uh <laughs> a movie about um black that? oppression. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say, "Wait, is no, is I, a white guy directing James Brown?" Yes. Okay, yeah. I think that's and that's not what about. I was referring to. What uh the help was more or less that, that wait, did, when did that take place, the help? A couple years back. No, I mean the, the oh, story. Oh, the, the timeline? Yeah. Was that a couple during... years back? <laughs> but no, <laughs> it was, um, it's not as it's not modern uh no, times, it was, isn't it? It's maybe in the southern 1950s maybe. Yeah, okay. When when uh, <laughs> when times weren't so um, oppressed, uh, yeah. um, when they were, of course. I I'm mean, trying to think what movie um, <clears throat> what's his face was mad at Spike Lee because he's mad at somebody or something all the time. Mm. But um, he was upset with I think it was Michael Mann because he was making Ali, and he was like a black person should be directing that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which you know, I didn't care. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. Plus, it introduced me to Sam Cooke. So, who's Sam Cooke? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. They um. You're wrong about How's it doing? One hundred and thirty million. The film cost about one hundred and thirty million to make. Okay. So it'll definitely make its money back. I mean, I, I definitely can understand why movies cost so much, but like, is nowadays so much of it is done in a big green room, and I understand, you know, I do understand the the 
unbelievable amount of costs you know mm-hmm. it's not just about you know set production and you know stuff like that oh they're saving so much money by filming all these movies in big green rooms you know but i understand but it's just i mean that used to take up a, a lot of, a huge chunk of what it cost to make movies back in the day like mm-hmm. you know they didn't have um the the computer or the the special effect technology to or the do computer what they do. <laughs> oh the computer yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm just thinking about the big epic movies back, you know, when uh, like Cleopatra and all those mm. films, which were, yeah, Moses too. All of them just anomical. I'm making up words. Who, uh, who phenomenal <laughs> just numbers of of dollars being thrown to make this epic film. Who so. played? Uh, who played that guy? Who played Moses? Moses? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Ugh. 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 <laughs> Charlton Heston. Um, so as for other films that uh, I also saw uh, Thursday night was uh, Captain America, uh, The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which was, um, of course, nothing on your list because it's a superhero film and you don't care about them. I like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I like Batman. Where's Batman? Uh, I like Batman. <laughs> but it was actually pretty good. It doesn't it doesn't come off as a superhero movie. It doesn't. Me. It doesn't. Uh, I, all right, even though that's not the thing that would like, ooh, get me all excited, like seeing previews for that. It wouldn't. I mean, I wasn't excited. But even, I'm, I'm thinking like, even for the people that are into that jargon, like, it, nothing about it looks exciting. Well, that's where uh, you might be wrong. I was <laughs> wrong about it because I, it, Captain America is like probably the least favorite of all the Avengers for me anyway. Or the least favorite superhero in general could be yeah uh, but this was aquaman. actually very yeah aquaman might be worse Have you ever watched comic book ben no all right keep going i'm yeah. sorry you're not sorry um <laughs> but this this was actually a lot more entertaining and um action-packed uh than i was expecting it to be and so with that i'm, I'm telling people like you know go check it out for those people that do watch agents of shield on abc um there are events that take place like it should like it's supposed to that's the reason why they have the show but um, there are events that take place on the show that you'll see kind of transpire in the movie and then probably back to the show again. Mm. Um, so it's definitely recommended because that's the whole point of having this whole Marvel Cinema Universe, uh, which is a really big deal and changing a lot of movie studios and how they start to license their characters that they have the rights to. So I, I'm glad I went to go see it. And again, since it's a Marvel movie, you have to stay for the entire thing because there's the scenes like in the middle of the credits and there's one all the way to the very end. That's, that's a normal thing? For, a more, for a Marvel movies, yes. Uh. So they, they do that. for It's kind of like a reward for people who just hang out and stay. And it's a teaser for the next film that's about to come out. So. And then what is the... Uh, I know your panties are in a twist about this one. But, I don't uh, wear panties. Go on. Um... Your undergarments. I don't wear any under- undergarments. Oh, we learn something <laughs> every day. That's what I was trying to get you to um, do. Anyway, go on. Oh, the, the X-Men Legends that's in of May. Yesterday's something. Days of what? Future Past. Yes, yes. Oh, that's not out yet? No. Okay. So that's in uh, next month. Uh, Which up I'm, against I'll Godzilla. I'll tell people. <laughs> no, that's a different date. May. They're, they're pretty. But May. Yeah, it's in May. Yeah. Yeah. So May will be busy for me. I'll probably be out every Thursday night, mm. which I'm so glad that they're doing now is instead of waiting till midnight to, you know, have you go see these films, they'll put them out at like eight o'clock, seven o'clock for those people who have to work on a Friday. Mm. That's very thoughtful. It is. But they're, they're trying to get more money, really. So I can't blame them. And I'll be there paying my money. 
Mm. I haven't written my review yet for Captain America. You're such a slave to Hollywood, Sterling. Well, I can't (laughs) help it. I enjoy it. Did other of you see The Son of God? I did not see it, only because it seemed pretty much like what was on History Channel. Like They just like ripped that from and just took out, of course, the controversial uh, portions. Yeah, of, uh, Who made Son of God? Somebody. Roma Downey and her husband. Who? Roma Downey and her husband. Remember the Touched by an Angel? Oh, touched by an Angel it, Lady? Yeah. And then her husband's the producer right. who makes uh, The Voice and a couple other, I think, like Survivor. So. Son yeah. of God. Maybe I'm thinking of something else titled similar to that. That City was of God. A, well, that's a Braz, I think it's a Brazilian film. But that's so. What about this ago. though? What, what you just said, um, Son of God. That was her latest film. She just put out. It didn't do as well as I think she wanted it to. No, and it was I mean, it, it wasn't was it a, for a was lack it about of, literally the Son of God? Yes. yes. Okay. It and it wasn't for lack of promotion because everybody knew about it. And, they did. And really did. what happened was it was actually kind of funny because my parents were going to go see it. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the same time, I was like, well, I'm going to go see the Lego movie. And then they were like, <laughs> you know what? We'd rather see the Lego movie than see Son of God. So that's what happened. Uh, the it Lego movie. <laughs> it really does chronicle the life and death of Jesus Christ. So yeah. it's pretty much the passion of Christ. Oh, yeah. Redone. I would say that the passion probably did it better, in my opinion. Really? See, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of that. I haven't watched it all the way through. Um there was something appealing about it. Which one? The Passion of the Christ. Oh. Um, I guess how evil takes form. And I don't know. There's one shot I remember, and I really don't remember it because I just saw it so long ago. And you only uh, saw pieces of it. Yeah, the guy who's basically the devil incarnate or whatever is mm-hmm. like, you can see him in the back of a crowd of people like moving through watching him or something. I don't know. For some reason, that scene really um, stands out to me. But it, it is uh, something I would kind of like to go back and watch the whole thing of because I, I don't know. Mel Gibson's kind of a dick, but I would like to – I did like um, – Outside of his personal life, he's <laughs> you know, his working – it's kind of a dicky do, but no, I, I think, and I shouldn't, I don't know. Listen, well, it's funny you say that. all over these people, and, and I don't even know. That she actually cut Satan out of the Son of God, and she cut it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of the whole controversial of mm-hmm. him looking like Obama, mm-hmm. so that's why they, right. they took it Wait, out. Wait, what? Oh, you missed all that, that? too? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, when they aired this, uh, you know, at least the Son of God portion on TV, a lot of people were. This was on the History Channel. This was on the History okay. Channel, and they were saying that the guy yeah, who portrayed. Yeah, I do remember hearing like, about this. Yeah, he had a resemblance to Obama, mm-hmm. so they took it out. So they, no one would say that again. Mm-hmm. But people are still thinking about it. So, and did you see Facebook is looking into creating likenesses? So if I wanted to be you, there is technology that says, "Okay, I can uh, image myself to look like you or you." Hmm. Or you, like me. What do you mean? Well, you know What is how, Zuckerberg up to now? Yeah, Zuckerberg, <laughs> you know how now you can use likenesses of people. And you say, well, that's really not so-and-so. But he puts me in the mind of something like Saturday Night Live does. Mm. When they put their characters into character, they also make them up so that they look like the character. Right. So <clears throat> Facebook is going to do that digitally. And they haven't decided how they're going to use it yet. So if yeah, I, I really I'm, wanted to imitate you, you know I can imitate voices now. Technically, hmm. I can take your voice and 
put it in my words, but it comes out sounding like you. You have them very intrigued right now. (laughs) (laughs) Really? They haven't decided how they're going to use it yet, but they definitely are developing that technology. It's 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 like a race between Facebook and Google who's going to take. It's over like the world Snapchat. First. I don't get it, and I don't get what you just said. I don't get it. Like I just like I is your mind being blown or something? Just... No, it's not being well, not blown, blown at all. Just... I just I just certain things. I'm just like I just don't. Why? Why? You're really asking why? why? It's, and you're asking why, and then they're probably saying why not, mm-hmm. or not even why not, but they have a reason, but they're not. Explain say Snapchat it. to me. Snapchat is basically <laughs> an app. Okay, well, I, I, yeah, I, uh, where but, you, you but take why? pictures, but you take, why you can take pictures and you send it to your friends or whoever, and like here's this weird face, and then it's gonna disappear in like three seconds. What, did the guy who designed it? Is it basically all? Is it based all on on dick pics? <laughs> Not all of it, but yeah, that I mean, that's what the only, some people that's use the it for. the only thing that I could possibly think is, you know, is would be beneficial to yeah, anybody and using. That's, that's, that's normally what people would think <sighs> until I saw, I started seeing other uh, ways people use it, and it's basically sending, you know, communication to each other, like, hey, I'm going to be over here, blah blah blah, and then. But I never want anybody else to know ever again. Well, you can send it to other people too, but you know, and mm-hmm. like, you can send one message to five people. And like, hey, let's meet up or, you know, use it for flash mobs. And then if you, of course, why would you not want evidence afterwards? But it doesn't save it just, on your phone. It just disappears. Yeah. Or you want to show somebody this plate of food. Oh, my God, this looks delicious. But I don't but want. You're never going to see it again. <laughs> you never want to see it again. That's kind of the fun of it, though. It's just, it's just going to disappear. You know what? On. I guess maybe, maybe it goes nicely with life because, I mean, that plate of food, you're never going to see it again. You okay. So the couple you're of friends I use it in a with, different form. I'll make silly faces, and I don't really want that out on everybody else's like profile or, yeah. or Facebook. And I just want it for them making the silly face. And, and but gone. you will never, ever again make that silly face no, exactly how you I'm made it that to. one time. So it's gone. It's gone. Just like, just like yesterday. You enjoy it's that gone. You, you know? Yep. You just enjoy that moment, and then you move on. I like Snapchat now that I think of it that way. <laughs> you're that not makes get it. more sense. No, you're, you, yeah, you're not I have it. it. I don't use it. Mm. I just like the little icon picture. So yeah, ghost. I do too. The little, ghost. little ghost thing. And then when it's when it's loading, it does a little dance. So it's pretty cool. Mine doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no rhythm. Uh, you, you what? Oh, that's too bad. Oh, well, you have boy. an iPhone, so that's probably why. Yeah. Boom. Boom. It's for children. <laughs> but it's funny. You were talking about flash mobs, but now there's a new thing called cash mob. Hmm, and the cash okay. mob goes to all the local businesses. And takes the people with the cash. Oh, and, and then they go them. in. Yeah. And, right. I think I might have heard about that. Like when they were doing, um, it was during the holidays when they have like a Saturday, like local business Saturday type right. of thing. Right. And then they would kind of show up. It rounds up all the people that were going to spend money in this establishment and says, let's go. Is that what you're saying? Well, it actually uh, funnels the idea. people to that place just like they do oh, with the flash mob. Okay. They say, okay, let's we're all, all go spend meet money here. Station. Yeah. Oh, no. And, Hey, you've got a business, so I say, okay, all of us, let's go and spend money in well, your business. But h- how about the opposite of it, though? It would be the opposite, where they go to yeah. a department store? I'm, I'm pissed at the guy that owns that store. So I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to take hostage everybody that's spending money, and I'm going to pull them out of there, and yeah, you didn't make any of their money. <laughs> hmm. 
that's an idea, I guess. <laughs> but then you're breaking the law because you got to take these people hostage, right. most likely by gunpoint or something like that. And then I think you almost where do you take them after that? You almost take them out to lunch. The plot of an episode of The Following. So you know, there you go. Uh, Except they started stabbing people. But we're moving on. Um, moving on. Yes, we now, are. Now, just in case you did ask me anything about Bates Motel, I did watch like the last episode before I even left the house. So in case you did watch damn it. Damn good. It's a damn good show. It's, it's entertaining. Have you seen it? No. Mm. I saw Psycho. I, I, uh, I rewatched Psycho the other night because it had been so long since I had seen it. It's actually way better than I... Remember it? Yeah. Mm. It's actually pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's why it's you know, one of those classics or just yeah. one of those great pieces of cinema. So. And I've always been intrigued with the idea of the birds, which, you know what, the, the, now, lately, well, ever since I saw Hitchcock that was done by, uh, played by... Anthony Hopkins. Yes, sir. Anthony Hopkins. He also plays sir, Methuselah and Noah. Sir. Uh, huh? He plays Methuselah and Noah. Yeah. In the uh, okay, yeah. He's trying to find his berries. <clears throat> Actually, I that loved that so part. Funny. I yeah, loved that it. Was so. cute. The. Uh, well, ever, ever since I saw that movie, you know, I actually, you know, I, I don't know much about Alfred Hitchcock, so I'm going to, you know, <laughs> do a little research. So I did. Uh, I'm actually kind of. I mean, his body of work is 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 crazy it is. but he, he i always kind of assumed that he wrote his movies he never wrote any of those uh -uh. he just directed yeah and i mean that was it was part of the time back then it, you just directed and you were like a big director i just <laughs> i just had always assumed that he wrote, wrote those maybe even the screenplay maybe not the original novel or whatever but no no nope. so it's not like today where you it's better to be a writer-director because yeah. you definitely have a lot more say and a lot more power. Right. I don't know how I feel about Alfred Hitchcock anymore. I mean, he's a, I mean for, the, for the time, yeah, he was a pretty, pretty brilliant director, but I don't know. It's just like I said, in my mind, I just always thought he was the, he was the complete, um, complete like the creative um, yeah, writer, producer, director type of thing. Um, you know, like the birds, that's, you know, the, the concept is... To me, I think it's it's incredibly interesting. It's you know based on a short story by mm -hmm. you know, French lady or something. <laughs> that part's not important. But, the writer's not important. No, it, very important actually. I should uh, I should know that. Yeah. Uh, but well, I've always wanted to write my own version of the birds. You know. Well, maybe you should hurry up before Michael Bay gets his hands on it. That rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right, you ready to go to commercial? Yeah. I'm ready. Um, yeah, so we'll be back. This um, is the end of part A. Or yes. Part one. Or part, yeah, part A. That's what I meant. We'll be back with the B side of uh, episode 128 of the Lost Dial, powered by All Noise Radio and Noah. Now in theater. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Captain America, too. Oh. Okay, go see Noah. Right, fine. Yeah. I can hear the 